Under the Golden Dome is supported by the Iowa Bankers Association and by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion, including above and beyond cancer. From Iowa Public Radio News, this is the Legislative Podcast, Under the Golden Dome. I'm John Pimble. Last week, budget bills were advanced from committees in the House of Representatives. This week, the Senate has its versions of some of these bills. This bill appropriates $976 million from the general fund. Republican Senator Chris Kenoyer manages a budget bill in the Senate Appropriations Committee for Higher Education. It represents the Department for the Blind, Department of Education, the College Student Aid Commission, the Community Colleges, and the State Board of Regents. And the difference between this and last year's budget? This is an increase of $30.8 million. The House version is similar, but the increase is smaller. Here are some of the specific differences from the Senate version. An increase of $6.5 million for the community colleges. That's close to the House's proposal of $6 million. An increase of $8.2 million to be distributed to the Regent institutions as the board seats fit. The Senate's proposed $8.2 million increase is $8.2 million more than the House, which proposed a zero increase. The region's institutions are the state universities, Iowa State University, University of Northern Iowa, and University of Iowa. Community colleges uh, got what they asked, so I think that's a good thing. Democratic Senator Jackie Smith praises the proposal's general aid for community colleges. They'll receive $215 million after two years of no increases. But when it comes to the state universities... We have a big uh, part that that's just not good. Earlier this year, the region's university presidents asked for a total increase of $26 million. I know we cut them $8 million last year, or appropriating or suggesting $8 million in this budget, which would bring them, uh, which would, you know, fill that gap. But there's nothing new for this year. Senator Smith says this is status quo funding for the universities. I don't know why um, we're not supporting them more. I, I don't understand that such innovation can be put into practice and for agriculture, uh, for air travel, for medicine. I, I'm just so proud of our University of Iowa hospitals. And uh, basically, they've had a, a two-year freeze. Smith says funding at this level will eventually lead to higher tuition costs. Senator Kenoyer says her children are now students at the state universities. I have a son that is graduating from the University of Iowa in May, and I have a daughter that is graduating from Iowa State in May. So I understand the wonderful quality of education that they have both received from those regent universities. Um, I have twin boys, so I might make it the trifecta if they go to UNI. Um, But I want to just point out that the House uh, put zero dollars in their budget. Knoyer says she wants to negotiate with the House to raise their proposal for the region's universities. The Senate's proposal amounts to a total of $494 million for the region's universities' general fund. Overall, the education budget from the Senate is $976.8 million for fiscal year 22. That's $6 million more than the House. Here's another difference in budget proposals between the chambers. The Senate has released a proposal for the justice system. Republican Senator Julian Garrett speaks during the Senate Appropriations Committee. The agencies that this bill funds 
are the Department of Justice, Department of Corrections, Department of Inspections and Appeals, Iowa Law Enforcement Academy, Board of Parole, Civil Rights Commission, Department of Public Defense, Department of Public Safety, and the Office of Consumer Advocate. Overall, the Senate's justice system budget is $595 million. Some of the significant changes in funding include an increase of $6.3 million for the Department of Corrections. This is lower than the House proposal. The House is an additional $20 million for next year. As you all are aware, on March 23rd of this, of this year, two employees of the Anamosa State Penitentiary were bur- brutally murdered by two inmates. Danny Homan is president of the union representing the staff for Iowa's prisons. Homan testifies during this committee. Years of inadequate funding for the Iowa Department of Correction and community-based corrections have left staff in all of our facilities to work in extremely dangerous institutions. Concerning the Senate's proposed $6 million... The $6 million increase in your budget for the Department of Corrections is a start. It should not be the end. Appropriations Committee member Democratic Senator Todd Taylor says in the last 10 years, Iowa's overall budget has grown by 22 percent. Yet corrections, the largest piece of our justice system, has only seen a 2 percent increase in the same time frame. However, with this bill, the DOC gets an increase of 1.2 percent. The DOC salary adjustment needs are 7.4 million right now. So in this bill, we're seeing 6.2. $2 million increase. So that doesn't even cover what we need to pay for current staff. So that is not anything new. And have I mentioned we're over capacity? Senator Taylor says the corrections system is 10% over capacity. On the day the staff members were killed, Taylor says Anamosa's prison capacity was 911 and over capacity by 14 people. Today, the population is 840. So we talked to the Department of Corrections, and they're moving hundreds of inmates around through the system. Still overcrowded, and we're understaffed. So the prisons are dangerous. we got to have standards. We've got to have inspections. We've got to have transparency. We've got to have fairness in budgeting, and we, but we need more staff. Senator Julian Garrett talks about the Anamosa prison in his closing remarks. We certainly appreciate the work of all the people that are working in our correction system and our other agencies as well. And our thoughts and prayers certainly go out to the families of the two individuals that lost their lives in Anamosa. Senator Garrett says at this point it's not known if additional staff at Anamosa would have prevented the killings. There are investigations of what happened and and what should be done about it. And so... I would say before we jump to conclusions, uh, we should at least hear the results of those investigations. I know when we fund an agency, we almost never are able to do what the agency and advocates for that particular agency would like. As I mentioned, we do have a substantial increase uh, for our corrections institutions, uh, 6.3 million altogether. Um, 
that is significant. That shouldn't be diminished. Again, as I understand that many would like more than that. And I, I do need to point out that uh, this is the beginning of our negotiations and the negotiations with the House will be ongoing, and, and uh, we, we don't know yet what our final figures are going to be. The justice system budget advances out of the Appropriations Committee on party-line votes and now can be debated in the full Senate. Overall, the Senate's justice system is $595 million, where the House is at $619 million. There are other differences, including the House proposal to increase the Iowa State Patrol by $2.8 million, where the Senate's is a reduction of half a million dollars. It's not unusual for budget bills to require negotiations between the chambers. Sometimes these negotiations happen quickly, and other times they are not resolved until the final week of a session. This is the Legislative Podcast Under the Golden Dome. I'm John Pimble. Under the Golden Dome is a production of Iowa Public Radio, a statewide network powered by its listeners. Become a member today to support the reporting you hear on this podcast at iowapublicradio.org slash donate. Under the Golden Dome is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, and by the Iowa Bankers Association. Small businesses are the backbone of Iowa communities, and they're backed by Iowa banks. See how banks are helping small businesses see a stronger tomorrow at iowabankers.com. The governor appoints hundreds of positions in state government from various boards to department directors. All of these individuals begin working after the appointment, but eventually require Senate confirmation with a two-thirds vote to continue in that position. The deadline for the Senate to confirm these appointments is April 15th, but two days before this deadline, Senate Majority Leader Jack Whitfer asks for an extension. Senate Resolution 6 delays confirmations of gubernatorial appointments and appointees with a different appointing authority until the end of the 2021 legislative session. Some appointees are confirmed as a block of names. Others are considered individually. The statute requires all to be acted on by April 15th or delayed by resolution. This resolution will allow our committee's time to complete their work due to the delay in receiving the March 1st appointments. Before they come before the Senate floor for a vote, they are first considered in a committee. Of the many people to be considered, there are two controversial appointees during the committee process this year. We will take up the confirmation of Dr. Ann Lebo to the board, uh, to the to the state department as a director of the Department of Education. The chair of the Senate Education Committee places the new director for the Department of Education, Ann Lebo, on the agenda. Lebo began in the spring of 2020. Republican Senator Tim Goodwin speaks to the committee in support of her confirmation. Dr. Lebo has a wide array of educational experience. She has been a teacher in the classroom. She has served as an assistant principal and secondary principal. She has also served as an online adjunct professor at Waldorf University, and prior to her current role, she served as the executive director of the Iowa Board of Educational Examiners. I have no doubt that Dr. Lebo is a very nice person and that she's highly qualified as a professional. Democratic Senator Claire Selsey does not support Lebo's confirmation. My concern is that the department is weighing in on bills, uh, such as a voucher bill, that would deeply undermine public education in our state. I feel very strongly that that was the wrong thing to do 
and that it was Director Lebo's call to make. So I question that. Um, I question that judgment call. And that's pretty, I think, it sent a pretty important signal to me um, and a lot of folks that are, are, are in public education that the person who was supposed to be a neutral arbiter of legislation was weighing in on the side of private schools versus public education, charter schools versus public education. Democrats vote against Lebo's confirmation. Her confirmation does advance out of this committee for the full Senate to consider. Another of the governor's appointees comes up in a Senate state government committee, the new director for the Iowa Department of Management. Now we are on to Michael Bushlow. Uh, Senator Smith, you're in order for your subcommittee report. Republican Senator Robbie Smith is very brief in his comments. I encourage the body to vote yes for Michael Bushlow. He's well qualified. He's been around state government for a number of years. And this concludes my opening remarks. Michael Bushlow began this role in February. The Department of Management works closely with the governor on budgeting. This role also places Buzlow on the Revenue Estimating Conference, which is a three-member body that estimates the revenue for the state. These estimates determine how much money the legislature has to create annual budgets. Buzlow was also former Governor Terry Branstead's chief of staff. There is no further discussion for or against Buzlow in this state government committee. Committee Chair Chris Knoyer recognizes Senator Smith for closing remarks. Uh, no closing remarks. Uh, Senator, I just move the nomination of Michael Bushlow to the individual calendar. Senator Smith moves nominee Michael Bushlow to the individual calendar. All in favor say aye. Any opposed vote no. Would you like to be recorded? Uh, recorded as a no, Senator Giddens, Senator Selsey, Senator Yoakum, and Senator Bolton. Buzlow can now be considered by the full Senate for confirmation. While Republicans are the majority party, they do not have more than two-thirds of the Senate. This is where Senate Democrats have some leverage in the legislature. Typically, there are a couple of governor nominees that do not receive Senate confirmation every year, and often a sign this could happen to a nominee comes during a committee meeting like this. In February, the Senate unanimously passed a bill adding fees and conditions to glass or metal smoking devices. Now this bill is in a House Ways and Means subcommittee. Republican Senator Dan Dawson is invited to speak at this subcommittee. In previous sessions, Senator Dawson has advocated for this kind of bill to be passed. You have business retailers here in the state of Iowa across the United States that are manufacturing their devices, or to use their words, glass art. They're making a profit on the front end of the system, and then they expect the taxpayers in the back end of the system to pay for the courts, to pay for the mental health treatment, so on and so forth. Dawson is talking about small glass or metal pipes that are sold as tobacco smoking devices in retail stores that are not generally tobacco retailers. Some of the glass vessels are marketed as glass art. Dawson says... These are designed to smoke marijuana or other controlled substances, including methamphetamine. These devices, I've said from day one, are not being sold as glass art. That is functionally a lie. It's actually offensive to say it. 
They are being sold as paraphernalia. They're not being sold as incense burners. They're not being sold as tobacco. And most of the tobacco connoisseurs out there would never think of using a glass pipe to actually smoke that product. The bill proposes that if a shop wants to sell these glass or metal smoking devices, they have to get an annual permit at a cost of $1,500. An excise tax will also be applied to the sale of each glass or metal device. Some are priced at $10, but others can sell for hundreds. We looked at different, maybe a flat fee or a percentage fee. Some of these glass art uh, devices go up to like $300 to $1,000. That's why we went on a percentage basis. We thought it would probably capture more there as opposed to trying to figure out, well, what's the fixed rate we use for a $500 piece of whatever. So the, the percentage seemed to be uh, the most logical there. These new fees and taxes could then be funneled to specialty courts. These are also known as problem-solving courts, where the goal is to address underlying problems that contribute to a person's need to be in court. Often these courts focus on individuals with alcohol, substance abuse, or mental health issues. There are 47 specialty courts in Iowa. You are going to profit off the front end of the system of people's addictions, and we're going to charge you a tax. And that tax will be used to pay for the back end of the system, what we created here in the first of our, uh, in our state of Iowa mental health uh, uh, court fund, or especially court fund. Does this bill cover everything? Absolutely not. But at least I think it leads to step in the right direction and make these profiteers actually responsible on the front of the system. When the bill passed in the Senate, the percentage of tax for each device was 40%. Here in the House version, it is taken down to 20%. Uh, I would disagree a little bit. These things are pieces of art. They really, and the art of blowing this glass, it, it truly is an art form. Republican Representative Brian Losey, who is one of the three members of this House subcommittee, says his son has made these glass pipes in the past, and he's seen many of them. They know exactly why they're being used, and it is not to smoke tobacco. It is not as any sort of anything other than what it is. It's a bomb, um, and everybody knows it, and that's fine. Um, and but we need to we need to. I agree with you. We need to do something about that. Representative Losey supports this bill. So does another member of this subcommittee, Democratic Representative Timmy Brown Powers. The folks that probably buy these will pay for them. I mean, um, I think if we go to Colorado or Illinois or California where, you know, they taxate all of that. And, and if you want it, you pay for it. So if I want a pipe, I'll pay probably 12 bucks instead of 10. Representative Brown Powers and the other subcommittee panelists say they support specialty courts and they support this bill. It advances out of this subcommittee and can be considered by the Full Ways and Means Committee. A bill about changes to Iowa's bottle deposit system passed out of a House committee. This would allow retailers, like a grocery store, to not accept cans and bottles if the store enters a contract with a redemption center, but that redemption center has to be within 15 miles. For many sessions, there have been proposals about changing Iowa's four decades old redemption system, but none have ever passed. Even if the House of Representatives should pass this, there is not a companion bill in the Senate. With around two weeks likely left in the session, this bill has an uphill challenge to becoming a law. More stories about the legislature are available on our website, iowapublicradio.org, by our statehouse reporter, Katerina Sestarek. 
Help this week from Katerina and Radio Iowa's Kay Henderson. Script editing for this episode comes from Iowa Public Radio News Director Michael Leland. Digital team support from Matt Siren and Caitlin Troutman. We don't know when the last day of the 2021 session will be, but the per diems for legislators run out on April 30th, and that's generally the target for when the session ends. This means this series likely only has a couple of more episodes left. But if you subscribe, rate, and like our show on your podcast feed, you'll help the show get ready for the 2022 legislative session. We're always thinking a bit ahead here. I'm John Pimble. Under the Golden Dome is a production of Iowa Public Radio.